This is KCRW. I'm Madeline Brand. Time to look ahead to this weekend's new movies. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Yep, that's right. The theatrical version of Taylor Swift's Eras Tour comes out this weekend. She was at the Grove for the premiere last night. Beyonce was there too. And the Grove was basically shut down. Every single theater played the movie. Okay, we're not going to review it. We think she will survive if we skip over that. She doesn't really need the press. But here to tell us what else to see at the movies this weekend are Katie Walsh and Sean Edwards. Katie reviews films for the Tribune News Service and the LA Times. And Sean is an award-winning film critic for Fox TV in Kansas City. Welcome back, you two. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Are either one of you going to see this movie, uh, this Eras Tour film? Of course. <laughs> I am. I'm. Sean's a Swifty. <laughs> I love Taylor Swift too. I'm actually supposed to take my friend's uh, child to go see this, but I want to wait till like a midday screening when it's not the screaming fans this weekend. I want to go to like an empty theater. <laughs> oh, good luck finding an empty theater. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our actual reviews for this week. First up, we have Anatomy of a Fall. This is a French courtroom thriller about a German woman who has been accused of murdering her husband. The only witness to his death is the couple's 11-year-old son who happens to be blind. An accidental fall is going to be hard for us to defend. That's why there's an investigation for a more suspicious death, because you were the only person there. And of course, you're his wife. Stop. I did not kill him. That's not the point. Sean, this film won the Palme d'Or, the top prize at this year's Cannes Film Festival. What did you think? Wow. It's just a stunning, masterfully executed film that works at every level. The acting is superior from the humans to the dog. And at its core, it's a whodunit, but the director isn't playing Clue. It's not one of those type of whodunits. It's much more nuanced way more sophisticated than that because at issue is they leave it up to the viewer to figure out the central question. Did she actually push her husband out of the attic window? And how did he actually die? How did this fall happen? What caused it? What led up to it? And then it becomes sort of this courtroom drama. And I know when, when people hear courtroom drama, they're like, oh no, not another one. This is completely different. It becomes this whole examination on their relationship. And we love mm -hmm. the beauty of the relationship, the mundaneness of the relationship, the ugliness of the relationship. And I just think that it's it's criminal right now that we're not talking about the lead actress like for like all the award nominations that are possible because she's fabulous. Okay, and her name is Sandra Huller. Katie, what did you think of her performance and the movie? She's sort of like the Meryl Streep of Germany. She's just an incredible performer. She's so present. Um, she sort of just bleeds into the environment, but at the same time, she's also an outsider in this world. She's living in Grenoble or in a, an Alpine village outside of Grenoble with her husband and her son. And she does feel like an outsider and they have moved there. It's his hometown. She's an author and a lot of what this film is about is professional jealousy between spouses, uh, creative jealousy between spouses, the kinds of give and take that you um, get, go back and forth between um, spouses in a marriage. There's this 
big sort of central moment where they play a, a recording in court of this really horrible fight that these um, husband and wife have. And he sort of picks this fight with her about, you know, accusing her of stealing things from their life for her writing and accusing her of being more successful than him and not taking on the domestic labor. And the film is called Anatomy of a Fall, but it's really anatomy of a marriage because in this courtroom, they put her on trial essentially for not conforming to social expectations of what women are supposed to be as wives and mothers and how you're supposed to act in a very specific way. I think we will be talking about Sandra Huller in awards conversations, and um, I'm excited for more people to see it. All right. That sounds great. Anatomy of a Fall is in select theaters beginning today. Next, we have another movie about marriage. This is an animated musical. It's called My Love Affair with Marriage. It's written, directed, and animated by a Latvian filmmaker named Senia Bauman. And it's about a woman's decades-long quest to find perfect love. There are simple rules for a woman to succeed in life. Beware of everything, especially men. I did not exist before I met you. My soul was empty. The moment Zelma fell in love with Sergei, her neurons started to release three neurotransmitters. Norepinephrine, serotonin, and dopamine. Okay, Katie, so this movie is uh, about love, of course, but also about the ways myths and fairy tales tell women they need to conform to certain ideals in order to find love and how that is all mixed up with biology and science. So tell us more about this. Yeah, this is a really interesting uh, film. It sort of feels like a memoir. I don't want to necessarily ascribe that if that's not what it is, but It is about a young girl who grows up in Latvia, who is an artist, and she is navigating all of those funny feelings as a young person, discovering what it's like to be attracted to people and experimenting with sex, but also navigating the social expectations of what that means as a young girl. And she's growing up in the Soviet Union. Um, She has two marriages, and throughout those... um, marriages she's figuring out herself as well and it's like a really funny interesting way to look at all of this stuff about sex and love and biology and there's this as you heard this voice that's sort of describing all of the chemical things that are happening in her brain and why she's in love with someone or goes back to them or is attracted to them senior bauman took seven years to animate this and she animates things on like small sets that are covered in paper mache. So they're all 3D animated, like done, you know, by hand. So that's a really, you know, remarkable, long process. She's only directed two films, probably because it takes so long. She's also done a lot of shorts. Oh, okay. That also sounds really good. Sean, do you agree? And what did you learn about marriage? (laughs) No, I I (laughs) actually completely agree with Katie on this one, because thematically, it really is an interesting take on womanhood, feminism, relationships and marriage. And uh, the film also gives you a perspective on what life is like from a woman from the Soviet Union and even touches on the collapse of the Soviet Union and how that sort of changed some of the perspectives that she had on womanhood, feminism and relationships. I just thought it was a really interesting way to sort of like tackle these subjects. I thought it was sort of whimsical, but I also thought it got a bit preachy at times, but because it is a musical, I I thought the musical numbers were were very interesting and sort of different. So it kind of really broke it up. But um, 
it kind of felt like one of those at times one of those old educational films I was forced to watch in middle school <laughs> health class. But you're saved by the by the sort of moody animation style that in some aspects is cold and slightly off-putting, but very highly creative. I will say this, it's a very lofty and ambitious film that's strictly for adults because it is animated, but it's not for kids. Okay. My Love Affair with Marriage in select theaters today. Next, we have the documentary Silver Dollar Road, directed by Raul Peck. It follows a black family in North Carolina and their fight to maintain ownership of their coastal property. There's word of part of the property being sold to someone else that the family had no knowledge of. We was getting threats. It came down and put eviction notice on a lot Curtis and Melvin houses. My uncle Melvin told me, I need your help. If they're saying we have to sign our rights away or go to jail, I'm going to jail. I actually had a long conversation with Raul Peck on the show yesterday. So if you want to hear that, go back and listen to yesterday's press play. Sean, this movie is based on a ProPublica story about the family, the Reels family, their decades long quest to hold on to their property. What did you think? Well, first off, I'm jealous that you had a conversation with Raul Peck, who, in my opinion, one of the most gifted filmmakers creating anything today. I mean, this is one of those stories that personally really hit close to home for me because my actual family has dealt with sort of the same issue in both Hmm. Oklahoma and New Jersey. So I can kind of understand the pain and the struggle that the family's going through. And I think that's the brilliant way that Raul Peck executed this documentary because it's, it's a really stripped down style of execution in which he just lets the family tell their story through use of, you know, old footage, photos, and then he incorporates sort of the actual facts of everything that's going on with just title cards. So the emphasis is always on this family. It's a painful story that's even more painful with the use of the music, which is primarily blues and gospel that sort of accentuate the struggle the family's going through and the hopelessness that's set in on the family as as they fight the court system, as, as they deal with all these these issues that set them back, because you're dealing with the, the issue of land grabbing, you're dealing with the issue of incarceration, institutional racism, and, and all these things are, are dumped onto this family that are dealing with a couple of family members that were jailed for more than eight years for just the simple crime of trespassing. And it just, and then when you, you see some of the facts that say that African-Americans have lost 90% of all land that they obtained going back to the Civil War and in different scenarios like that. It's just, it's a really gut-wrenching film to watch, but it's, it's also an important story to sort of absorb. But the strength is in the straightforward narrative and just allowing this family to tell its story without narration, Mm -hmm. without taking sides. And it's just, it's a part of American history. And I think something that everyone should, should watch because this is America. What I really loved about it, too, was all of the scenes of the family's joyfulness of of how they loved being at the beach and all of their gatherings. Katie, what did you think? Did you like it? Everything Sean says is absolutely true. And I I think it's interesting that he described the film as very straightforward. It's the kind of thing that you expect it to be this almost true crime or criminal justice type of film, because at the center of it is this 
horrible, you know, wrongful incarceration of these two men for over eight years because they simply did not want to leave their land. I was kind of craving a little bit more information about that. Like I was like, who's the judge and who's this company? And I want to know more, but that just might be my true crime documentary training brain in the sense that that's the kind of stuff that I'm expecting from a film like this. I trust Raoul Peck implicitly because I think he is a genius filmmaker and he kept resisting that sensationalism of storytelling Mm -hmm. and just wanted to present a portrait of this family who is stewarding this land through incredible racism and not just racism, but economic oppression and um, showing how that is so intertwined in, in issues like this. And I think that in sort of just showing like this very sort of simple, straightforward portrait, he does something really beautiful that at the end of the film, you're like, okay, I get why this isn't, you know, uh, all about the case at the center of it or the evil people. It's it's just about the family and what they are compelled to do in saving Silver Dollar Road. Silver Dollar Road in select theaters beginning tomorrow, and it'll stream on Amazon Prime beginning October 20th. Last up, we have The Mission. It examines the death of an American missionary named John Allen Chow, who was killed while trying to reach one of the world's most isolated indigenous people on North Sentinel Island in South Asia. These cultures that are isolated, when we cross that boundary, we're saying your prohibition means nothing to us. That there's a group that we would decide, sorry, you don't get to hear about Jesus. That's a violation of their human right. John did exactly what Jesus told him to do. John was pursuing a fantasy in discerning the call. Katie, how does this film portray Chow and his mission here and who he was? I was very frustrated with John Chow for going to North Sentinel Island as a Christian missionary and feeling compelled to speak the gospel to these people who have repeatedly expressed via violence that they do not want to be contacted. And so it's a really fascinating sort of complex story because you're like, oh, God, why is this guy doing this? But then you also realize that there's a lot of other things going on, but I think they really deal with the issue of the Christian missionary in a very interesting way. They have other people in the dock who have also done um, missions and they use animation and voiceover and his diaries to sort of craft this journey because they don't have a lot of material. This is such an incredible documentary. I think it's amazing. I love Jesse Moss and Amanda McBain's work, so I highly, highly recommend it. All right, Sean, what did you think? Well, to quote Jay-Z, I have 99 problems with this documentary and time is one of them. So not near enough time to go into all the problems, but I was tremendously frustrated. And I think I was frustrated going in because I've never understood the goal of missionaries and why they want to contact people who have don't want anything to do with them and convert them over to Christianity. I just have a problem with that. And this documentary really never fully explains that. And it only exacerbates the problem with John Allen Cho because they didn't give me enough reason to be sympathetic or understand his cause or get inside of his head to rationalize why he wanted to do this and you know why he was in doctrine with these thoughts. It was just completely frustrating to the point I was almost insulted. I mean, they they spend the whole movie explaining why he wanted to no, go don't. to this they island. Don't. Yes, they do. No. All right, the mission. 
if you choose to accept it, is in select theaters beginning tomorrow. Katie Walsh reviews films for the Tribune News Service and the Los Angeles Times. Sean Edwards is an award-winning film critic for Fox TV in Kansas City. Thank you both. Thank you. Thanks a lot.